Welcome back to the Mining Pod. We are live recording in a hotel with Bob Burnett of Barefoot Mining. Bob, how you doing? Goodwill. Goodwill. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. Yeah, thank you for this trip. Uh, definitely a lot more than I expected. Uh, you guys announced a big announcement today. I'll let you get to that in a second. But a big day for Bitcoin mining, big day for Bitcoin mining, and a big day for Bitcoin, and also a big day for Barefoot to participate in something like this. So I'll let you get to the announcement. Yeah, well, uh, the big announcement today is the announcement of a new mining pool that uh, Barefoot was the first company in the world to commit to this pool. Um, I've been working behind the scenes on it for several months now with the Ocean team. The new pool is called Ocean. And we're very proud to be part of it, Um, not just because the world needs another mining pool, which it does, but the things that this pool does and the things that it stands for are the same things that that I try to embody in everything we do at at Barefoot. Yeah, I mean, to me, the shocking thing about it or like the thing that stood out, maybe not shocking is the wrong word, but the thing that stood out the most was like the participants here today. There was like a wide range of people and a lot of people in Bitcoin mining I haven't seen. And I feel like I've met most people in Bitcoin mining. So that was one reason I really wanted to come to this event Uh, was not only because of like the gracious invitation, but also because there's a lot of people in Bitcoin mining that I didn't think would be interested in something like this. One of them being Luke Dasher, who helped yeah. build this, right? Like most people know Luke for what he's done with Bitcoin Core, uh, maybe some more recent things with inscriptions, of course, like the block size war stuff. Yeah. And then the other being Jack Dorsey, who's yeah. been working at Block and Twitter for so long, obviously very interested in Bitcoin, but. Yeah, well, it, it, we have, um as you said, a really wide representation of the ecosystem here today. Because I think people that really have peeled back the onion about Bitcoin see that this is maybe the area where the greatest vulnerability sits today. And so um, I, I did speak today and you know, there's, there's always kind of a balance. Um, I think you can, in fact, Giacomo, for those of you who, who, who who saw Giacomo's talk, you know, there's there's different sides of this. You can be uh, overly optimistic and sit there with blinders on your eyes and think, oh, everything is always going to be perfect. Or you can be fatalistic and think everything's doomed, you know, or you can be practical in the middle and say, yes, we have a wonderful system here. I believe it will, it will be a system that uh, as long as we treat it properly, is invulnerable, but we have to treat it properly. It's just like anything, like your car won't run perfectly forever if you don't take care of it, right? And so I think that's where we are here with Bitcoin. So you guys have like a a pretty wide spread of people who are investing in this. Barefoot, you guys are the first customers of the pool, but you guys, you're on the, you're a chair on the board or you're on the board. I'm on the board, yeah. And there's a few other partners I saw who invested capital in this along with Block or Jack Dorsey himself. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, in Ocean, when they decided to do a raise, um, Jack was the first in, and certainly you can you know talk to him about you know his his decision, his criteria. But he was the first one in. Um, then they went out to seek additional funds, and uh, I, of course, uh, saw what this pool could do and could see the problem that it was solving, something that was gnawing at me, really bothering me about this vulnerability in the Bitcoin ecosystem. Um, so I have, an, I have a separate fund, it's not Barefoot Mining, but it's called, it's called the Barefoot Bitcoin Fund, 
Um, I know a real original name, right? Um, but but uh, I have a fund, which includes some of my money, but I also bring in money from others. Yeah. And so um, through that fund, uh, we were able to make a significant investment in Ocean. And, you know, several others. I, I know I have a great relationship with, for instance, the Bitcoin Opportunity Fund. Um, I somewhat recruited those guys yeah. to come in. Uh, they're good friends of mine, and uh, they, they, they're in this as well. I don't think I have anybody else that I should... It's probably not appropriate for me to bring everybody, anybody else in, but there are yeah. several other investors, some uh, very significant private individuals yeah. um, that have invested as well. Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, it's probably not appropriate for me to say who they are, but, but a very important cross-section of the, the Bitcoin ecosystem, a lot of the, the people who I think are highly respected within the community made this investment because yeah. they, they see the need, they see the problem. Yeah. And let's go through the problem a little bit more. In like yeah. the current landscape right now, like we have these big pools. We have Ant Pool, we have Foundry, and then we have like a smaller cast. Uh, Poolin was there for a second at Luxor. And they all have different payout methods and they all have different relationships with miners. Foundry and Ant Pool are the most interesting to me at this point, not only because they have the most hash rate, but because the relationships they got to build up that hash rate dominance. So Foundry had the financing model and the uh, KYC model that a lot of these public companies want. Antpool has its relationship with Bitmain that enables it to, to grow pretty steadily. From an ocean perspective, what are some benefits and features you guys are looking at that kind of differentiate you guys from the pack? Yeah. And then we'll get into like accruing hash rate in a little bit. Yeah. Well. First, I mean, I'm going to answer it actually from the perspective of barefoot mining yeah. as, a, as a customer of it so yeah. why, and an investor. What was so appealing? If, if you go look through the mempool, depends on the point in time, but most likely in the last week, there have been 12 to 15 companies or organizations that have mined a block. That's it. What that means is there are only 12 to 15 organizations or decision points for block templates. So a block template, for those of you who aren't familiar with it, means that out in the mempool, there may be, let's just say, 200,000 transactions. The people that create the block template choose from that pool what to include in the block. Give or take a little bit, it's usually about 3,000 of those transactions. Yeah. The block template creator can choose whatever they want based on whatever criteria they want. It's a very powerful position. I think we in the Bitcoin community expect them to act in a fair and equitable manner. They don't have to though. We also are in the position as a community where the top five pools have about 85% of the hash rate, meaning that they're creating the templates for about 85% of the blocks. Yeah. Four of them are Chinese-based pools. Um, you mentioned a couple like Antpool mm -hmm. and F2 Pool, for instance. Um, and then there's Foundry, which is the biggest of them with about 30%. So that really gives us like five points. Yeah. And you could almost say five people yeah. who are deciding what to put in or out. That's one issue. Another issue. Most people think of the mining process as miners mining Bitcoin. They're really not. Yeah. What they are is they are essentially renting their, uh, their hash power back to the pool. 
So when a block gets mined, the new Bitcoin, as well as the fees, don't go to the miners. They go to the pool, yeah. which takes custody of that Bitcoin. And then they pay, mm-hmm. actually typically out of a different pot of money, Yeah, they pay the miners for the time. So it's really a, a, a renter relationship, not not that which means Mm -hmm. what we call miners really aren't miners they're just providing hash power yeah it's a very simple relationship and that isn't the spirit by which bitcoin was created Mm -hmm. um satoshi if you if you actually if you read the 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 great book called the book of satoshi by phil champagne who's a friend of mine and um if you read that whole book i I challenge you to find the word miner in Mm -hmm. the book you won't find it satoshi did not call them miners he called them proof of workers Mm -hmm. and at the time the function of the node and the miner were were combined. Yeah. And so everybody mining in those early days was creating their own block template and then trying to mine. Pools were created to create a cash flow or cash consistency for miners. Yeah. That's really what they did. Yeah, financialization of it. Yeah. And I have to admit, in the early days as we were started mining, that's what I looked for. You know, but as I peeled back the onion, I started saying, oh, there's, there's some flaws with this system. Gotcha. But I think the two biggest ones are block template creation being very centralized, very subject to censorship, government interference, mm-hmm. personal vendettas. There's all kinds of things that you could think of yeah. that could become a problem, right? And, and the second piece is that the Bitcoin miners, like we say, not your keys, not your Bitcoin all the time, right? Well, miners are allowing the pools in the mm-hmm. current structure to custody all of their Bitcoin. Yeah. They also no longer have a way of determining whether or not the pool is actually paying them, paying them a fair amount. Yeah. There's no transparency in that. Yeah. So um, there are only estimates, right? If you go to mempool.space and you see Foundry has 30% of the hash power, let's say, if you're a miner connected to Foundry, you really have no way of determining, one, if the 30% is the right number. Yeah. There's all kinds of shenanigans that go on about that, number one. But number two, what percentage of that are you? Mm -hmm. And then by what formula are they determining the payout that they send you? Yeah. I think there's just a lot of... mm, a lot of faith put in a system that's yeah. very unbitcoin like right yeah. we say you know you know uh, yeah, don't is. trust verify right well mm-hmm. there's no there's none of that in the world that we have yeah and so um, ocean changes a bunch of that so the first thing it changes is is it's a non custodial pool so what does that mean that means mm-hmm. that when a block gets mined the money doesn't go from the Coinbase inside the block to to Ocean and mm-hmm. then to the miners. A piece of it does if 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 mm-hmm. Ocean is going to take fees, which right now we're not taking any fees. It would, but only the fee part. Yeah. But um, you know, a, a whatever. If a miner happened to be ten percent of the Ocean pool right now, they would see ten percent of the Coinbase. Yeah. Directly in the Coinbase itself, go to them. Yeah. And so, uh, and they can see exactly how much is going to the other people. Yeah. They can also see, while the block's being mined, the exact block template yeah. that Ocean is trying to solve. So, in all other cases, there's no transparency by any of the pools. Mm-hmm. You only see if they happen to win the block, 
do you happen to know what block they mined? Gotcha. So, um, so anyway, those are some of the important yeah. things about about ocean. Okay, so I want to go back to two things earlier. We mentioned censorship and then also the block template, and this kind of brings me to mind some of the stories from this year with pools. It's been a lot of stories with pools this year, by the way. Yeah. Like kind of an abnormal year for like shenanigans or things going on with pools. So F2 pool recently came to light that they've been censoring transactions. Right. They have since turned that off. They're not filtering transactions anymore. But the fact that they did says something. And then Luxor earlier this year with their four mega rip of an ordinal transaction inscription, that also turned a lot of heads. And people yeah. looked at that and they did an out of bandwidth payment. So basically for those listening, they paid via Venmo or Cash App or whatever to get yeah. this done instead of paying like typically through the fee process. And so there's criticism that Luxor didn't pay its uh, people correctly. Now you can debate pool fee structures all you want. I'm not here to do that. But it does bring to light some issues in both these instances with how people are being paid out and who's putting what into a transaction. And then, yeah, I guess that kind of summarizes it. Who puts one one transaction? So how are you guys thinking about that at Ocean? And as a customer, why does that matter to you? Yeah. Well, um, the, the intent of the pool is to push toward returning template creation to the miner. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the attraction. Because I realize, frankly, my, my company, Barefoot Mining, is not a miner. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and so as... When did you become convinced of that? Was that a recent... Probably about a year ago. Okay. That really, it's really started to yeah. bother me. Yeah. And um, you may have, uh, some of you may have listened to some of my work. I've done a lot of work on thinking about block space and its yeah. scarcity and those sort of things. So I've kind of gone down this rabbit hole fairly deep. Yeah. And it was at that point that I realized, well, no, I, I, I have to find a way because I my real goal is sovereignty. Yeah. I want to be the most sovereign miner possible. Yeah. And what does that mean? That means I have to control the energy. I have to have a say in the ASIC. By that, I mean the chip. I'd love to build my own systems. I have to obviously run my operation, but, yeah. I, but I also have to know what's going on within the pool and have control of what's going on with the pool. If I am, then from the electron through the payment of the pool, I have a control. Yeah. And I have sovereignty. Yeah. And nobody can stop me. Yeah. So that's what I'm after, right? That's a big task. <laughs> yeah. And and I mean, but you got to think big and you got to yeah. know where you're going. I'm not yeah. there now. And, and uh, you know, I, I encourage other miners to do it, too. I'm not trying to say that I, I would say that. Because I think yeah. if you're a miner and you're, I call that the miner stack. I actually talked about it today. Those five pieces from the mm -hmm. energy through the pool, there's five key pieces. I think if you think you're only going to be one of them, then you're going to have a hard time surviving. Yeah. Maybe in the long, you might do just fine for yeah. an extended period of time. But if you're not working toward that, you are vulnerable and ultimately you're gonna get knocked out. Yeah. Because yeah. one of, there'll be an attack vector in one of those areas, and if you are not sovereign and you don't have control, you ha you, you're you permissioned or require the approval of somebody else mm -hmm. in that in that stack, you're gonna get screwed. Yeah. Um, so, so Ocean is the path to this, at least solving the first, the top of that, yeah. that, that piece that, um, between what we've done, we have a, a, a non-custodial pool mm -hmm. 
Um, it's a non-KYC pool. Because we're non-custodial, we can be non-KYC. Yeah. That's the key. Okay. See, if you're, if you're a custodial pool, now you're in the chain of custody. Yeah. And therefore... Expect yeah. KYC. Yeah, you're subject to it. So, um, you know, I'm not sure we brought that out today, but yeah. I think that's a that's a really important point. Yeah. As time goes by, um, we've alluded to it. We can't talk about it too much, but we will through Stratum V2. Yeah. It allows us that mechanism, and we support Stratum V2, and we will be implementing it and rolling that out to miners, and that will yeah. that will be coming. Yeah, that will be coming. So we did have a, a Stratum V2 pool launch yesterday. Andre Alejandro de la Torre launched a Stratum V2 pool. And I'm curious if you know anything about like the progression towards that, if you can speak to that as of now. Uh, I can only say it's on the roadmap. I, yeah. I, you know, that um, it'd be better for, for Luke or somebody to mm-hmm. talk about it. It's on the roadmap. It will come. Yeah. Um, you know, it is part of this sovereignty path. Yeah. And... At that point, by the way, we need this in Bitcoin. So I applaud other pools that want to do it too. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, because, you know, I, I've said it today. You know, I, I believe in doing the best thing for Bitcoin, and the best thing for Bitcoin is there for there to be several pools. Yeah. But all doing it the right way, and that people can have a choice, mm-hmm. and and they can decide what fits their needs the best. Obviously, I'm very aligned with ocean right now yeah and have a have a financial interest but but i just want i just want bitcoin to win yeah and you know there's room right we i think the ideal situation by the way is today we have 12 to 15 pools yeah mathematically you probably have to have about half a percent of the world's hash rate to yeah. be a vi- in the long run to be a viable pool. Yeah. If you don't, you don't win enough blocks to provide cash consistency. So what does that mean? That means we probably max out at 200 pools. That's probably yeah. the max. But that'll never happen because there's probably always going to be some pools that have 10% or 12% or 15%. So maybe we can have 20 or 30 pools. I think we can be a little healthier than we are today. Yeah. But if many or not most of those pools allow block template creation by the miner, mm-hmm. then of course, now we have thousands of block template creators and censorship essentially mm-hmm. can never happen. Mm-hmm. And different pools can have different criteria. Yeah. Some might say, hey, I only want to process transactions that are made on Tuesdays. Yeah. Okay, yeah. If, that's, if that's your gig yeah. and you want to have a pool that only processes transactions originated mm-hmm. on Tuesdays God bless you that mm-hmm. it, you know but but you're not but but I object to anything that filters and uses money as a weapon or means of control yeah and that's I mean you know I want to be really specific about it that's what we have to do yeah. money I, I I will I will you know go to my grave with that yeah. like money should never be used as a means of control or as a weapon mm-hmm. and that's what we're fighting yeah no, I love that philosophical vision for it. I want to go back to the two pools we mentioned earlier, Foundry yeah. and Ampool. That's been a storyline for this year. Both have just risen. Foundry, there's more of a 2022 story, maybe even before that. Ampool this year, and now right. they're the two biggest pools. And maybe you've already answered this question, but at what size do you want to see Ocean get to? Or do you have a perspective on that as an investor and a, and a user of that pool? Well. Uh, you know, Ocean Ocean is actually the rebirth of something called the Legis Pool, which Luke started back in 2011. 
he had at one point about 18% of the world's mm-hmm. hash rate. And I think there is room for several pools in that 10, 15, 18% yeah. realm. And so I think that would be a very healthy, aspirational yeah. range to be in. Uh, I'm pretty sure the entire team would say, we don't want to be 40. Yeah. You know, and, and we, we think that would be bad. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and I think the being aligned in the ethos, so I think this is what happens. I think if you, if you make your decisions within the ethos, yeah. you may on occasion have short-term pain, but you'll have long-term gain. Yeah. But I think the opposite's true. If you try to participate in the Bitcoin ecosystem, and you make decisions outside of the ethos, you may have short-term gain, but you're gonna have long-term pain. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think that's the way, I, I'm speaking for the entire team at Ocean. I think that, that that's the way yeah. everybody here would be like, hey, if, if we achieve that and we get into the mid-teens, yeah. and suddenly for some reason, the whole world is trying to push us to 30% or 40%, yeah. we would cut it off yeah. and say, nope. You know, gotcha. now, maybe, maybe I don't know. We'd give the open source uh, and, and encourage somebody else to go start a similar pool or mm. something. Maybe that would happen under a different, you know, with yeah. a different control point. Ocean two, ocean two, yeah. Um, okay, so it is five thirty. Do you want to pause and go for later, or what are you thinking? I mean, if you, I, I can keep going for a little bit. Yeah. No? yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay, let's talk about the bear scenario because we got to ask both sides, right? So, yeah. like last year, we saw uh, two pools fail: Titan Pool and uh, other one. I'm blanking. Starts with Pooling? Pooling, uh, Pooling kind of failed. Pooling kind of well, failed. Well, yeah, they're, they're still limping along a little bit. Um, one last summer, I'm blanking off the top of my head, but. Okay. Regard is the one who had the uh, water ball stickers all over. Oh, oh, um, Pega, yeah. Pega, Pega, Pega pools. Yes. Let's start with the P. Yeah. So both those instances are interesting because it tells you about how hard it is to be in the pool business. Like yeah. in mismatch of demand, you don't have the right payout structure. Yeah. You don't have customers onboarding. Uh, customers are often sticky, but they also care about fees. How are you guys thinking about? onboarding people to the pool and protecting yourselves from that downside. Yeah. Well, the two pools that failed, and then I also mentioned Poolin, which yeah. they had a, oh, call it a major hiccup where, yeah. you know, they had to suspend payouts um, to miners. Those are all repercussions of the flaws of FPPS. So... In FPPS payouts, which have become extremely popular, but I've come to realize extremely flawed. What happens is the miners are getting paid whether or not the, the uh, pool wins a block or not. Mm-hmm. Okay, So they have to have a reserve, a large reserve of Bitcoin because if they have a run of bad luck, yeah. they still have to pay the miners. They've, they've contracted to that. Well, um, anybody that's been to Vegas and play jack, blackjack ex, for an extended period of time, um, we'll realize that like, mm-hmm. hey, it actually is possible to like lose 20 hands of blackjack in a row. Mathematically, that's really rare, but if you sit there long enough, you'll lose 20 in a row. Or mm-hmm. it's just, you know, we could do it with a coin toss, right? Um, 
flip flip heads 12 in a row or something like that. That happens. It's just like basically the same principles in Bitcoin, right? We're trying to find nonces that that solve a block and you could just have a amazing run of bad luck. Yeah. Or by the way, coupled with amazing run of good luck for somebody else, like like for whatever reason, other people are just amazingly lucky. Well, every yeah. time they get lucky, you didn't win the block, right? And so, so that happens. Well, you have to, if you're an FPPS pool and you're paying people whether or not you want a block or not, you got to have a big mountain of yeah. money. And um, you know, Ryan Condren from Titan's a, a friend of mine, yeah. um, and I had a long conversation with him after they shut down. He said, you know, we we were shocked at how bad the bad luck could get. Yeah. And, and, and uh, you know, there's some math you can put behind it, but you need a big mountain of money for that to happen. Yeah. So that's one of the FPPS flaws is, is um, you may or may not by the note how big their reserve is mm-hmm. and how deep they're digging in and how close they are to maybe falling off of that. Yeah. The other thing is, how are they making their calculation? Yeah. You know, and, and that's, I think, as a miner, like, you know, you can you can measure those payouts, but like at Barefoot, we really had no way of knowing. So what we would do is, we have in our in our system one we have one of our containers where we have identical units, identical firmware, mm-hmm. identical everything, right? Connected to the same firewall, and in that container we always run ten units on three different pools, and we measure every week yeah. to see what the actual output is yeah. and then compare them against each other. But it's the only way we realistically have of knowing yeah. whether or not the pool payouts are consistent. Yeah. And by the way, the range can be quite wide. Like if more than 10%? More than 10% in some cases. Wow. Yes. Because like traditional finance, like you're off a few bips, people are calling and getting upset, right? So like yeah. the fact that it's that variant. Yeah. Mining. But I think, but I think very few people do this. What, yeah. I'm, what I'm talking about. I mean, obviously, you got to have we to to do it in a statistically valid way. You got to probably have ten units. Yeah. Right. So I mean, you got to make an investment into thirty, and you have yeah. to be willing to know that I'm not actually optimizing my operation because, by definition, one of these is better than the other two yeah. at any point in time. Right. But um, and we what we will do is we'll we'll go through extended periods running with three. Now we've added Ocean to this, by the way, so yeah. four. So we'll 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 continue, even though we're committed to Ocean. You we'll call con- up Luke if you don't like the results. Yeah, right but now. I can, you know, and I, I will share the results with Luke, and I'll let yeah. him know what's happening. Yeah. Um, but the thing I know with with Ocean is we may or may not be making more money, but I know that it's honest. Yeah. Because I can audit it. Yeah. I know for sure what is happening within the blocks and whether or not the right payout level mm-hmm. is coming to me mm-hmm. um, because of the level of transparency within within the pool. Gotcha. We talk about pleb mining a little bit. You guys made a big emphasis on that today yeah. in the presentation. There are a few people in the presentation did uh, talking about how you guys are trying to think about like very low payout methods, like always giving rewards. Of course, there's some difficulties with that when it comes to pools because you can't realistically really pay someone out below a certain threshold, but you guys are, have some lightning ideas to sort of bridge that gap. So how are you guys thinking about like those smaller users you guys really want to attract to the pool? Yeah, I think I think the truth of the matter is, um, while we welcome all shapes and sizes of miners, 
I think the pool to the small and medium-sized miner probably has more appeal than the big ones. Yeah. The, the really small people, one of the issues that, that we have is because we're paying directly from the Coinbase and we're not accumulating in an account in yeah. a traditional sense, in a custodial sense, we have to come up with a different mechanism yeah. for that. So if a person connects 1S9 to our pool then um, and they're making, you know, we mine a block, but as some, they got three sats, let's yeah. say, from it. This yeah. is an example. Well, they don't want us to send three sats in the Coinbase because yeah. they don't want a three sat UTXO, nor do we want to pay the fees. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, we're not paying the fees because we're paying it to ourselves from the, from there. But but they're stuck on the backside of how do how do they consolidate a three sat UTXO? Yeah. Um, so Lightning would be much better for that. So yeah. I can't I can't go into the details of it, but I can tell you mm -hmm. we know what the problem is. Um, we have the ability to solve the problem. Yeah. Um, ultimately, the best problem is actually to pay miners via lightning yeah. at the small levels, yeah. uh, which I don't believe has been done by anybody else at this yeah. point, too. Yeah. So that, you know, stay tuned. That'll come soon. Yeah, which is pretty exciting. Um, OK, let's, let's wrap up here talking about like the Bitcoin philosophy for this and how you guys are thinking about like further decentralizing this, this pool. I mean, big step forward today. Yeah. Tomorrow, you guys are looking towards Stratum V2 and other opportunities as like the technology develops. Um, any closing thoughts on like how what this means as a milestone and what you guys are thinking for next? Well, just to be off and running, the world has another choice effective now. Yeah. Right. We we've already at Barefoot directed a decent percentage of our hash to this. Um, we'll be switching a whole bunch more over the course of the next week. It's open to anybody out there listening that mm -hmm. has one miner or a thousand miners that they would like to direct to it. Um, you know, we're we're embracing the ethos, I believe, better than any other pool in the mm -hmm. world. Non-custodial, non-KYC, um, the direction of returning block template creation to, yeah. to the miners, um, which I think people probably don't think, have not thought that through enough. And, you know, I didn't comment before, but I, I, I when, when, when Poolin did what they did, or excuse me, F2 Pool did what they did, mm -hmm. which admitted they were censoring transactions. And by the way, they, they, they came out publicly and said they were. Then they, then they said that they were doing it because they did not want to mm -hmm. basically help di dictators and tyrants yeah. and criminals. Yeah. And I took great offense to that. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, I, and I think that points to it. Like, think think about as a miner who you're doing business with. Yeah. Because if you're if you're connecting to their pool, it's certainly your right. But I would recommend to anybody in my family, friends, or network to not do it. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're saying I am going to let this other person, by the way, single person, yeah, make moral judgments about what transactions are appropriate. Yeah. Um, based on uh, perceptions of somebody being a criminal or a dictator or a tyrant, that's a pretty dangerous yeah. thing. Yeah, you know, and you it know, violates Bitcoin as a neutral money layer. Yeah, right? yeah, and, and and to be real honest about it, I mean, I'm uh, I'm I'm not a, a famous person, or but I'm a but I'm public and vocal about what I do. Yeah, um, 
what if they don't like me? Because because uh, I just said this about yeah. You know, I'm I'm, I'm calling them out. Yeah. Like that that's a terrible thing. I'm glad they turned the filter off. But their response to that even was, well, we'll wait to see what the community decides. Like, yeah. no, have have some balls. Yeah. Make a decision yourself. Are you are you doing what's morally right and ethically right? Mm-hmm. Or are you just looking for a scapegoat? You're going to look for the community yeah. to tell you it's okay or not okay. Be, yeah. Have a conscience. Yeah. Do it yourself. You know. Yeah. Stand for something. Yeah. You know. That's that's what I do. And and if if someday uh, one of Bob Burnett's transactions comes up, you know, maybe maybe Poolin doesn't like me because I or I said keep saying Poolin. If F2 Pool doesn't like me um, because I was critical of them, then. I think that would be a massive abuse yeah. of censorship. Yeah, you know, I mean, that, that would that would be censorship and, and a massive abuse of power. Definitely, we have to make sure that never happens. Definitely. Well, let's close out here, Bob. Thank you so much for joining the Mining Pod. Where can we find you and find stuff about Ocean? Uh, go to Ocean X Y Z. The pool is live. Uh, very easy to configure a miner if you're so inclined. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, find me on Twitter at mm-hmm. boomer underscore BTC. And you have a great podcast that and also man yells. Yeah, um, yeah, show that while on this podcast. <laughs> well, thank thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> but I do have a show I call Old Man Yells, which is basically monologues yeah. of me. And I have been covering the topic of pools recently. Yeah. So bottom block space and pools. And, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna now now that this announcement's made, I'll I'll do another one in the next couple of days specific to the ocean announcement. Perfect. Cool. Thanks thank for joining. You, Will. Thank you.